Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to episode 41 of He Book, She Book. I'm Mike. And I'm Becca. And this is going to be an all WWE episode. We will also have another episode up today for all things AEW, including full gear. But today we want to get into what's going on on Raw, SmackDown, and then some Survivor Series stuff. I'd like to also say that we want to get into NXT 2.0, but honestly, we haven't been watching. Yeah, I mean, it's just, it's one of those things where it's like you loved something once, and mm-hmm. then it completely changes, mm-hmm. and then, like, you're you're tempted to go back and see, like, what it's up to, you know? Well, I wonder what it's doing, but they haven't given us a reason to really do that? Yeah, right now I'm just stalking them on social media, but yeah, not I mean, really caring what's going on. Like, we know where everything's pretty much going, mm-hmm. like, Toxic Attraction is ruling the women's division over there, they are priming Braun Breaker to be the you know, the breakout star of NXT 2.0. We had a Von Wagner sighting on SmackDown. Yeah, that was weird. Which, like, they didn't even acknowledge who he was, which was, like, it's annoying, right? Like, if you watch NXT 2.0 and then you see one of those guys on one of the main roster shows, SmackDown or Raw, and the announcers are like, who was that? I hate that. Like, are you not watching your own product? That's literally what it's like. Like, some of us shouldn't know. People who don't watch NXT should not know who that person is, but the announcer should. And they should explain who it is and where they can watch said person. Like it Exactly. Just, it makes it feel like if they aren't watching the product, why should why I should be I? watching the product? Exactly. But we will, we have to get back into it because on December 5th, we have NXT War Games. We do. So we have to get back into it. We love us of War Games. Yeah, they dropped TakeOver yeah. from like the NXT pay-per-views. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not exactly sure because, I, I mean, we're not watching weekly anymore, but I'm not sure where they'll go with the War Games. They don't have the Undisputed Era anymore, which were like the guys that were in pretty yeah. much every single War Games. Um, we'll talk about a little bit of Undisputed stuff later in the AEW portion. Right. Um, just because of, you know, some little, some random sightings, we'll mm-hmm. call them. Some rumors. Some rumors, some innuendo. But we want to kick off with Raw. Um, because we're, as of the recording of this episode, we're one week away from Survivor Series. Yes, it's next Sunday, the... November 21st. Yes. And we have our... We we talked about it last week, that they announced all of the Survivor Series teams on Twitter. Okay? And... I'm so annoyed. Then, on Raw, they were like, nah, JK. What we... So they announced that it was... What were the teams? It was uh, Seth Rollins, Finn Balor... Kevin Owens, uh, Ray, and, and Dominic. Dominic Mysterio. And then on Raw, Adam Pierce comes out and is talking about how he wants to make sure that Raw wins. To which, I mean, that leads me to the question of why does Adam Pierce care uh, which side wins when he, he and Sonya are clearly just co-managing both shows? Yeah, but, like, are they? Like, the thing is... They have they have been for, like, the better part of a year now, right? And there was always, like, the kind of, like, oh, maybe one will go to one show, the other will go to the other show. It looks like Sonya's more SmackDown now. Well, we thought this before, when before we knew exactly what Sonya was, when they still kind of had that, like, 
power struggle and it was like is Sonya his equal is she like his assistant like we really didn't know exactly and it was announced that they are equals they are both officials but then it was they were raw and smackdown officials but now it seems as though adam pierce is on raw whereas Sonya is on smackdown we do have the inner like they're both kind of on both still, but it's more like Adam Pierce is controlling Raw. Which, if we were going to make this jump, why didn't we do that before the the draft? It made no sense that they wouldn't have just split it up before the draft and then Adam Pierce draft for Raw, Sonya draft exactly. for SmackDown. Instead, it was just who even knows is picking who. Mm-hmm. Like they kind of. I remember when they did it originally when Fox or when SmackDown went to Fox. It was Fox executives made the picks for SmackDown, and USA executives made the pick for Raw. We don't even know who made the picks for Raw and SmackDown this year. And it's really besides the point because there is no... Like, this whole brand split is just... It's not the same as it used to be. No. And to the extent that Adam Pearce is on Raw talking about how he wants Raw to win, and he made a mistake because when he announced the teams, everybody on the Raw men's team is a former WWE champion. Right. Except for Dominic Mysterio. Mm-hmm. How did he not notice that well, you know, <laughs> prior to funny. the announcement being made? When he was talking about all of this and he's describing Survivor Series and how it's been like history in the making because last year Raw swept SmackDown. Yeah. There was nobody on Raw got eliminated last year and they just still stuck with their five people and the men's team just completely swept SmackDown. So I'm sitting here thinking, oh, he's going to make a comment about how this is the first father-son and we're making history That's and blah, blah, blah. And then he turns around and he was basically like, mm, Dominic, you're not good enough to be on this team. We wanted to be as good as it was last year. And since you're not good enough, you have to prove yourself. So you're going to go have to be against this man. And who is it? Bobby Lashley. Who I forgot about for a, yeah, little, for a second. Yeah, we have right? not seen him since Crown Jewel a few weeks ago. And Bobby Lashley comes out, MVP is back, and Dominic Mysterio now has to face Bobby Lashley, who is a former WWE champion. I'll who, tell you what. Like, how, I'm, I'm sorry, but how was Bobby Lashley overlooked yes, when they were picking these teams? Originally. Like, how was he Did not they the, also forget he was here? How is he not the first choice? It doesn't make any sense. Like, even just looking at this team, you have Seth Rollins. Of course he's going to be on this team. Former WWE champion. You have Finn Balor. Of course he is going to be on this team. Quick note on Finn Balor. He has never been WWE champion. So what Adam Pearce said was technically not true. He's been... He has been universal champion. Adam Pearce should have said... All of you have been former world champions. Yes, you've all been champions. But then we have Kevin Owens. Also, amazing. Of course he's going to be on this team. And then you pick the Mysterios. Why was Bobby Lashley not put up there first? Should have been the first choice... And, and by the way, this Raw team is stacked. Because it's already stacked. Bobby Dominic Lashley, was the weak link here. Absolutely. And they were right to correct it. It was just silly that we even announced it in the first place. Bobby Lashley does beat Dominic Mysterio, obviously. Yes, of course. And now this Bobby match Lashley, was brutal. Yeah. Poor, poor little baby Dominic Mysterio took an absolute beating. And of course he did. Bobby Lashley won. And it makes sense that Bobby Lashley is now put on this team. My favorite thing to come out of this, though, was right after that, there was a backstage promo later with Dominic and Ray. And Dominic, like, basically has a neck injury. And Ray is mad that Pierce even announced Dominic being in it. Why didn't he just announce Bobby from the jump? We are also questioning this. Ray has the same mindset that we have. But 
Ray turns back to Dominic, so Dominic's head's down facing the other way, Ray's facing Dominic, and then out of nowhere, Austin Theory comes up, takes a selfie, and runs away. Yeah. Hilarious. Austin Theory is the, the low-key star of the show. That's the only time we saw him, and it was perfect. But, like, another thing, Ray Mysterio could not get that promo out to save his life no. backstage. He was no, he stumbling, bumbling, mm-hmm. rumbling. And well, his son was, was hurt. Apparently, Bobby Lashley just likes to attack people's sons. Guys. I don't understand why Dominic Mysterio is on the main roster. Mm-mm. NXT 2.0 would be the perfect place for Dominic Mysterio to be. Yeah, how come Dominic Mysterio can come to the main roster, but Baby Uso can't? Baby Uso can't, Braun Breaker can't. Like, Braun Breaker is way more ready to be a WWE oh, yeah. superstar than Dominic Mysterio is. I do not get the Dominic Mysterio thing. I have no connection with him whatsoever. I don't even see this whole, like, Which is so oh, you weird. have so much potential. Like, I don't see that. It's weird for you because you really like Rey Mysterio. I've always liked Rey Mysterio. Exactly. So, like, a lot of people who are on the Rey Mysterio train go, oh, my God, this is his son. Of course he's going to be good, blah, blah, blah. I mean, we always joke that he's also Eddie Guerrero's son. He is son. Eddie Guerrero's son. But, like... <laughs> it's it's odd that you don't like him but it's because he doesn't have the experience yet well he just got just plucked out of okay here's dominic mysterio now yeah he got his ass beat for like a couple years straight it's like brock would kick his ass anybody who had a thing against ray mysterio dominic was there like he was in the seth rollins feud Mm -hmm. for a while it's just i don't understand why of all people dominic got like this uh, immediate elevation to the main roster and i get the whole we can have the first ever father-son tag team champions. Fine, they did that. But at this point, why is he still on the main roster? Like, he'd be a perfect guy to try to build up as a babyface on NXT 2.0. I feel like they just don't want to put anybody back. Like, at this point, going to NXT is like taking a step back. Well, the rumor going around right now um, that Andrew Zarian, who has been breaking news for like the past year, basically, for wrestling... Um, is saying that the Rey Mysterio-Dominic Mysterio feud is going to be soon. Interesting. And my thing is, I mean, you you kind of have to make Dominic the heel. You have to. Because nobody's going to boo Rey and cheer Dominic. But it's not also nobody, like, we all know Dominic's not, or Rey is not going to turn on his son. No, and he's going to cry me, probably. It's yes, be a whole it makes thing. more sense for the yeah. son to turn on the father. And I'll, I'll give it a chance but man, am I not in on Dominic at all. I know. Uh, you, you know what else they're doing, which is like weird? Like, all right, we're going to end up building that up. It's going to be a weird feud because we've already talked about how many times the Mysterios are all about family. So it's going to be a weird yeah. feud. But uh, this is something that's weird that's happening right now on Raw. Kevin Owens going around backstage, apologizing to Big E. Big E saying he doesn't care, walks away. But then he's also going up to everybody like, you know, you know what I did wasn't wasn't wrong, right? Like, and like looking for everybody's approval, and I just cannot. He went up to our truth. Who cares about our truth's approval? That's funny. Like, why? Why is he searching for everybody's approval? So, and I'm, I'm glad I'm, I'm not the only person that thought this because we said this last week that after Raw, like after the um, the Kevin Owens Seth Rollins thing, mm-hmm. Kevin Owens turned on Biggie, and. It's. Do you want like, to talk about the Seth Rollins Kevin Owens thing? Yeah, I mean, it's just it, the whole thing is just so bizarre that we've turned Kevin Owens into this like, I'm a good guy. Remember, it's like, no, we don't remember you being a good guy. Yes, well, Seth even talks about that because he comes out for his promo and he's saying like, he's the captain for the Raw team, so he is going to lead the team Raw to victory at Survivor Series and. 
Ah, uh, oh my god, the crowd just chanting, you look stupid, because what in the actual fuck was his suit and jacket? Well, he was wearing Paddington Bear's jacket, it, for sure. Something. It, it, very, very odd. He looked absolutely outrageous. When does he not? But he does keep going on saying, you know, Kevin Owens, everybody's known him for a really long time, and he stabs people in the back. He cannot be trusted. He's a snake. He's a coward. He's a liar. And... When Kevin comes out, Seth runs away, and he gets him, and then Seth gets away again, and they go on to their match later. But while we have Kevin Owens backstage asking everybody's approval, we also have Rollins backstage saying, like, aren't I right? Isn't Kevin Owens a liar? Isn't he awful? So there's so many people, like, this this tug of war back and forth of whether or not Kevin Owens is a good guy... Kevin Owens isn't a good guy. We no, know we he's have, not a good guy. He turned years, on Sami Zayn. Yeah, we have years of evidence saying that Kevin exactly. Owens is not to be trusted. And, like, last week when Kevin Owens, he was again trying to apologize to Big E, and then Big E lays him out with the big ending, and it was like, a, like, who is the bad guy here? I don't understand. Yeah, and you keep saying that, too. And that's something that's now like, we're on week suppo- three of you asking this question of this yeah. feud. Like, I know Seth Rollins is the bad guy. And then mm-hmm. between Biggie and Kevin Owens, I just don't understand. Like, clearly, Biggie is supposed to be the babyface, but like, is Kevin Owens also supposed to be the babyface? Is he the is he the heel in this? Is it Biggie versus Kevin and Seth? Is it Biggie and Kevin versus Seth? It, well, it's very like there's just so many things to try to wrap your head around. And then we did have the Kevin Owens and Seth Rollins match. I love something that Seth Rollins said to Big E in one of their backstage promos before the match. Because Big E's getting ready to head out because he's going to be ringside for this match. He is going to be on commentary for this match. And Seth stops him and says that he should not believe a word that comes out of Kevin Owens' mouth. And that it's better to trust the devil you know rather than the one you don't know. Which is... What a line. Well, also, but what do you mean? We know both devils. Well, that's... Yes. We know both of these devils. But what he's saying is... that Big E knows Seth Rollins better than he knows Kevin Owens. And yes, they are both the devil, but you should you should trust the one that you know more. And it kind of makes sense, but then at the same point it doesn't. And again, I, I lied, we did see Austin Theory again, because when Big E is ringside before the match starts, Austin Theory comes out for whatever reason, comes to the announcers, starts taking selfies with each individual announcer, and then goes to Big E to take a selfie, and Big E slaps that phone away. Yeah, and Austin's pissed. And then as he's leaving, he says, that's a nice belt you have there. Mm-hmm. Guys, I'm ready. Just just go ahead. Just let's push Austin Theory to the moon. I don't, like, I like this subtlety going on that he's just kind of intervening in these random, like, he has no feud of his own. Yeah. He's kind of just pissing everybody off backstage and in, like, a very, like, he doesn't know he's pissing people off way. Yeah, he thinks that he's portraying himself as this, like, fanboy in a sense. Yeah. Like, he's here, he's having fun, like, he's trying to take pictures with all of the the big guys because he's so excited to be here, but he's pissing everybody off, he's rubbing everybody the wrong way, and it's working for him. Make him a heel like that. It's perfect. And put him against Big E. That, I mean, it's better than what he had this week, Chad Gable. Yeah. Last week was Finn. He's having these random-ass matches. Give him a good feud. Yeah, the Chad thing I like, because we're giving Chad Gable more time with this yes. whole, like, the the master Chad Gable. Mm-hmm. Uh, he did have a match with Big E. Big E 
gets the win there. But the Kevin Owens Seth Rollins match, Seth Rollins gets the win because Kevin Owens got counted out because because it was like a nine count, and then Seth Rollins gets in. Biggie is kind of in Kevin Owens' way yeah. and prevents him from getting back into the ring in time. I just there's so many matches in WWE right now that are so long and then they end with either a count out or a DQ. It's so stupid. The same thing's going to happen on SmackDown. We're going to talk about it in a second. It's just I you can almost see all these coming too because if, yes. like if we are putting one like a big match on free TV at this point, we're almost just going to assume that it's going to end in a well, DQ or know, it's going to end in a count as out. As soon as Biggie did not put on a headset, I knew he was going to get involved in the match. Of course. Because they were like, oh, he doesn't have a headset. He can't hear us. And then he was like, oh, I can hear you, but I'm just sitting here. And I'm like, you don't come on commentary and not take a headset unless you're getting involved in the match. So we knew that was coming. I mean, afterwards, Owens then attacks Big E. Puts the boots to him. Just for real. Really. But now we're back to this. Who are we supposed to be rooting for? I think that was supposed to be a Kevin Owens heel turn, but, like, he is right to have but been pissed. But he's a heel, and he should have been pissed anyway. He's never been, like... Wait, wait. This whole time, has Kevin Owens supposed to be the babyface? Yes. Like, what? for, like, the last however many what? months, he's been babyface. He, remember, he had the feud with Roman Reigns um, that ended with him losing, obviously, because Roman beats everyone. Kevin Owens kind of disappears. He's on and off. And, that, like, he just... There's... Kevin Owens is supposed to be a babyface, but I just do not see it. And then you have him here, and he's clearly rightfully upset. And he's we're, he's still supposed to be a heel? I just, I don't know. I don't know what's going on with that. We'll see, I guess, on Raw what happens next. I just really thought he was a heel this whole time. But I guess that's just because that's how I, like, well, that's how view he, him. That's the best version of Kevin Owens. Yeah. Heel Kevin Owens is the best version of Kevin Owens. And, I mean... I don't know if this is his last hurrah here in WWE. We talked mm-hmm. about it last week. He's kind of, he did subtly hint that he's got three months left. We kind of know that he has three months left. Yeah, and at first I was really worried with this three-month thing that he was just going to be this guy backstage asking for everybody's approval for the next three months. So I am a little bit happy that he like beat the shit out of Big E because that means that he's not going to be asking for anybody's approval anymore. But this is all Team Raw men's side can we get into Team Raw SmackDown or Team Raw women's side? Because Sonya does come out here. So she's not technically just on the, the SmackDown side. She comes out and announces that there is going to be a fatal five way between all of the women on Raw. Well, the Survivor Series Team Raw. So we have Bianca, Rhea, Liv Morgan, Zelina, and Carmella. Now, whoever wins this match gets a championship match later doesn't say when nothing but Dewdrop's pissed about that dana brooke is here she's pissed about that and nikki ash are they're all backstage they're all mad about this we've already touched on this why is half of the tag team in this match i don't know like obviously nikki's pissed well nikki half should be pissed because her- nikki is also a w- former women's champion yes and, I mean, Carmella, I mean, like, I don't know who I would take off this team. Because you have Bianca, you have Rhea, you have Liv, Zelina, Carmella. They all kind of have their reasons for being on the team. Like, everyone on that team is a former women's champion except for, obviously, Zelina, Zelina and Liv. But Liv is going to is kind of getting more Liv spotlight. Up, yes. And Zelina just won the Queen's Crown. So, like, it makes sense that all these people are in the match. Dana Brooke, I'm sorry. What's your case? 
I just, I forget Dana Brooks even here. And then all of a sudden she's here and she's like, hey, I'm, I'm here. Why'd you forget about me? And it's like, I, we just keep forgetting about you. Yeah, like, I'm sorry, but like, you don't have any ground for like, hey, you, sh I should replace this person. Like Dana Brooke, you know, I'm sure you're a lovely woman, but this, <laughs> <laughs> this ain't the spot. Yeah, this isn't the argument that, that no. you should be doing. And also, uh, ever since Selena became the queen, she has a in and out English <laughs> accent now. And I get her logic behind. It's like solid though. It's, it's very good. And I get the logic behind royalty equals accent. I, I don't know yeah. why I feel that, but I feel that. It's hilarious that it goes in and out because you can tell when she starts getting angry and she goes back to, like, Zelina, and then she, like, it, like, clicks that she should be doing the English accent and it comes back. Very fun. But we have this match. Becky comes out. She's ringside. She's talking shit to Liv Morgan the entire time. She's on commentary talking shit about Liv to Liv. There's a brawl before the match. I honestly, are they AEW? I don't understand. This was, like, the fourth time it happened tonight that there was a brawl before the match and becky keeps talking about the fact that she's becky from the block love that she messed it up though she was yeah. go she was going for the full thing she, oh she, she could have gotten all yeah. those lyrics out and she definitely like got self-conscious halfway through and messed yeah. up but it was good while it lasted unlike carmella's stupid mask that i still hate and then you know we have B bianca belair being the strongest person on the roster just I mean, she pressed Selena and then threw her. I'll tell you what, though. Pressing Selena Vega is not yes, impressive okay. at all. Look, I feel like shut most, up. Yes, it is. Bro, most human beings, I feel like, could, she, could press. Selena right, Vega is like, very small. But this isn't the first person that Bianca's pressed. No, Bianca has impressed me for a couple years now yes. with how strong she is. She presses a lot of different people, and she's impressive in this match. Yeah, she, until Dewdrop pulls her out of it. I do like that part. Yes. So Dewdrop had a little bit of a beef mm -hmm. with being left off of the Survivor Series team. And for some reason, she thinks that Bianca Belair shouldn't have been on the team, yeah. which is asinine. She just keeps saying that Bianca basically should be at the back of the line. And yes, she should be at the back of the line for a title, for shot. A title shot. Yeah. Not for the not she's, she needs to be on Survivor Series team. She's front of the line. Yes, for a Survivor Series. Yes, team. but I mean this match tonight between these five women for a title shot. Maybe Bianca shouldn't have been in it. Maybe it should have been Dewdrop. But it's the five women yes. that are on the team that are now they get to fight against each other. But Dewdrop was like eh, nah, and pulls Bianca out of it. Carmella goes to pin Zelina. It doesn't work. Z Liv rolls up Carmella and Liv is now going to get a championship match against Becky. Another roll-up victory in the women's division. Always. What else is new? Nothing. I, I like that we are setting up a Dewdrop Bianca feud. It looked like we were going to get a Dewdrop Shayna feud. That didn't end up actually happening, really. And I, I like Dewdrop a lot. I think she's super talented. I think... I mean, if Bianca can press her, I'll be very impressed. But, like, I think... Do you remember when she put Otis on her shoulders? Yes. Was that her or was that, was that Mandy? I forget. Whatever. Either way. It was Bianca and Bailey feud. Bianca is, I like, we talked about this. She needed to be moved out of the title picture mm -hmm. after that other loss versus Becky. And this is a perfect way to get her into a match with somebody that hasn't gotten a lot of shine in Dewdrop. And we're seeing that also on SmackDown that there's like, they're planting seeds to kind of elevate a few of the women on the side that haven't really gotten a lot of airtime. Right. And I mean, I'll, I'll take it. You know, we yeah. had, we had five women in this match 
we had, you know, four four or five women backstage getting at least some time. It looks like we're getting a Bianca Dewdrop feud. I'm fine with all of it. And then I I really like that Liv Morgan is finally getting getting an opportunity. Yeah. To, it, it to do like something. A lot of the women got an opportunity in this segment. Yes. Just alone. Just either it being the backstage segment where they're they're mad that they're not there or actually wrestling in this match or Liv Morgan getting this opportunity. It's fantastic. We also had another big match. It was an eight-man tag team match between RK-Bro and the Street Profits team together against AJ Styles, Omos, and the Dirty Dogs. And honestly... It, it, this is just getting outrageous, this tag team thing. And I like tag team matches. And this is just getting to become too much. Orton is telling Riddle that basically he needs to be smarter about how to keep the titles. Because Riddle does just kind of like, I'm going to go fight Omos because that's what we have to do. And yeah. almost as, Omos is at a point where he is just taking out everybody, even his own team. He took out Bobby Roode in this. And the Dirty Dogs were on his team in this. But it doesn't matter because in the process of this, Dolph Ziggler tags himself in, pins Riddle. They get the win, and then Randy Orton immediately RKO's Ziggler and then grabs Riddle, runs away, and says, you need to start listening to me. And that's where we're at with RK-Bro. Yeah, I mean... Like, the tag team the champions shine, The is shine just, has come off. Yes. It, the, the momentum has been lost. Mm-hmm. This whole thing has just been basically a way to build Omos as, like, this uncontrollable monster, and... Which is great, because he's going great. to be something. And, and I mean, his... I don't. I don't know what his ceiling is. I'm a big fan of just his look, his his whole thing. I've I've talked about him plenty on this podcast, but I I just we need to get out of this whole tag division with him because it's just he is single handedly just taking out tag teams. Yeah. Get him out of this division. Yes. Give him some squash matches. To Why build isn't him up. he on the team? Why is AJ Styles just being wasted like this? AJ Styles is being wasted in this tag team. Honestly, I love RK Bro, but Randy Orton is being wasted in this tag team. Omos is being wasted. Those three men could have been on the team as well, on the Raw men's team. Oh, absolutely. We could have just taken both Mysterios yeah. out. And I, but Ray is really good. But like, we could have taken... Randy and AJ, former WWE yes. champions. It, it's... But Omos, that big-ass dude, you don't want him on your team? I think we're we're getting to the point where the the shoes got to drop on yes. this Randy and Riddle thing. And it's also AJ and Omos. Yeah, it like both of them have been have mm-hmm. served their purposes. Rated RK or Team RK Bro has been fantastic for a while now. WWE does have a tendency to just beat a horse way beyond its death. Yes. And I think we I think my prediction is that Randy will turn on Riddle at the Rumble. Okay. The same way that, like, when um, Randy and Edge had, like, their beautiful moment in the ring, and then Randy tried to eliminate Edge, and, like, I think Randy ends up eliminating Riddle or vice versa in the Rumble, and then that's how we get, like, a... That would be a nice WrestleMania match, to have Randy versus Riddle at WrestleMania, um, set that up at Rumble so we have some time to build it, and get get Riddle a huge win at WrestleMania. Yeah, I would love that. We can build Matt Riddle up to be a star on that show. He already is. Yes, I agree with that. And it's his personality that has carried RK Bro and made it yeah. fun. Him as like the silly guy and Randy as this like the straight mm-hmm. character. And I just I mean, AJ also is being wasted, but we need to we also need to stop with this Reggie shit. No, no, wait a minute. I was just going to say for the first time ever, I am here for this Reggie shit. Now when it was starting, it's Reggie versus Drake Maverick for 
it's an actual match for the 24-7 champion. And Reggie is in a suit. He's always in a suit. But also, he's just been getting these matches. These aren't those random backstage matches where, like, somebody's pulling up a ref because they can't get a hold of him. He's too flippy. He gets out of there. So he gets actual matches for the 24-7 championship. And honestly, I loved majority of what happened here. Drake Maverick wins, and then all of the, the rest of the locker room comes out because as they do. Then Tazawa wins. Then all of a sudden Tazawa's on like the outskirts and he's all excited that he has the 24-7 championship back. And Corey Graves comes up behind him and he pins him and becomes the 24-7 champion. And then out of nowhere, fucking Byron has to ruin it and he pins Corey and he becomes the 24-7 champion. And then Maverick's there about to get in the way and Reggie pins Maverick, gets the championship again, and gets out of there. So we had all of this fun going boom, 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 with the 24-7 championship being just going from one person to another person, uh, back to original people, Corey Graves, Byron, and then back to Reggie, and then he was out. So I loved everything except for the very beginning of this match and the very uh, outcome. Yeah, I mean, this is what the 24-7 title is supposed to be. Yes. The whole the whole idea that we're having matches mm-hmm. for the 24-7 championship is stupid. I hate, hate that. It. Hate it. Um, I did like the like Corey Graves gets the win and then Byron gets the win over him and like that's fun. I get... think that was fantastic and also fantastic in the fact that like we all hate Byron, so and we're supposed to hate Byron. Like that's just what we do, and it, it's fun that like Corey Graves got this win and then Byron also got the win and that was great for him but he took it away from Corey. so the rest of the night Corey just kept talking shit on byron for taking it away from him and it was fantastic but like and then we end up with the title back on reggie so and he just dumb. flips his way out of i was so whatever. mad about that it, it's like i was fine uh, with it being back on maverick like if, if they ended was like, it with maverick and then he was out perfect but the it, fact that they ended it with reggie like it was crazy that like truth was out there and wasn't even one of the yeah. people that ended up winning the title but we're going to move on to SmackDown because Sony Deville is introducing the SmackDown Survivor Series women's team. Mm-hmm. We have Shotzi, who ha- is still just Shotzi. We've, yes. we've removed her last name. Natalia, Shayna Baszler, and Aaliyah. And Aaliyah is a weird choice. Okay? We talked about this last week. I like Aaliyah. I think, I mean, she's been in, I looked it up yesterday. Aaliyah was in NXT for, like, six years. Yeah, she was there for a really long which time. Which is an insane amount of time to be in NXT. And she accomplished nothing in yeah, that Yeah, and time. now she's on the main roster. Now she's on the main roster. It's basically sink or swim for her mm-hmm. at this point. And, she, you know, she's one of those that somehow eluded all of the releases. So maybe they have a plan for her. Mm-hmm. And they decide to do a, a just a big match. Well, you're forgetting two other people came out in this. We also had Sasha Banks, the captain of the team, gets her own entrance. And then Sasha just immediately goes after Shotzi. So then when that finally gets broken up, Naomi comes out for whatever reason. And she starts fighting with Sonya. And then there's a full-on brawl between all of them. And even Sonya's sitting there, like, waving for help. And nobody's coming out. Nobody helps. Nobody Nobody comes out to help. help. And then she turns us into a six-woman tag team match. So we have Sasha, Naomi, and Aaliyah on one team. We have Shayna, Shotzi, and Natalia on the other team. And Aaliyah gets this win for her team. Yeah, Aaliyah pins Natalia 
And it was it was a nice moment for Aaliyah. It's yeah. like her first actual match on the main roster. She gets this victory. Oh, it was so sweet. Back we go to a commercial break, and she gets interviewed. It's like, oh, this is such an amazing moment. Blah blah blah. It's her debut match. She's so happy. Sonya Deville comes by, and she's like, "Yeah, you're off the team." Yo, she literally was like half on her phone, half talking to her. Like this was just like a literal stop in her on her to do list in mm-hmm. her schedule. She's like, "Oh yeah, I've just been advised that you're no longer on the team," and just like walks away. Did like, not announce n- a replacement. No replacement. No explanation. No nothing. Aaliyah just won this match, and then as a reward, got taken off of the Survivor Series team. Yeah, like, I think we're building Sonya and Adam Pearce up to be heels, and I. It's it's just very weird how yeah. they're handling. Like we have gone a while now without having like a general manager character, mm-hmm. right? Because for, for years it was always you had like the heel authority figure, and then we kind of had like neutral people with Adam Pierce and Sonya Deville. Then Sonya hates Naomi for no reason. Adam Pierce is being a dick to Dominic Mysterio for who, whichever reason, and then you know Sonya comes out and just right after Aaliyah gets this win, kicks her off the team, doesn't announce replacement, just says, "Oh, bye." I'll see you later. But you know what? That's not the only change that was made to Survivor Series this night. Because later we have Sami Zayn, the captain of the SmackDown men's side. He comes up talking to Adam Pierce, where we see Von Wagner randomly just standing there, no explanation of all of what he's doing there. And Pierce says that he wants to make the team stronger. So Jeff Hardy and Sami Zayn, who were both on the team, are going to face each other, and whoever wins gets to keep their spot. So now, first off, are you saying that Jeff Hardy and Sami Zayn are the weak links on this team? I mean, he, he basically implied it, um, and the crowd was just nuts for Jeff. I mean, they're like they're just in this backstage segment, the fact that it was announced that Jeff's going to have a match, yes. that crowd popped huge. And yeah, like this whole, it's like the way they're handling Survivor Series is just so weird. Why not have qualifying matches? That's exactly it. Why did we just, do like, nothing? If we're just going to retroactively make qualifying matches, mm-hmm. why didn't we just have them in the first place? Like, why did they put out who is going to be on each team? And nobody did anything to get their spot other than just being on the roster. And now we're retracting that and we're having qualifying matches. Either way, like you said, the crowd was way behind Jeff Hardy. We always are. He's Jeff Hardy. And he gets this win. So I am both happy and sad because I love Jeff Hardy. I love Sami Zayn. I love that Jeff Hardy is getting this win. I would have been happy if Sami Zayn got this win. I'm sad that Sami Zayn is not on the team anymore. And I would have been sad if Jeff Hardy wasn't on the team anymore. But we do not know who is replacing Sami. No, we don't know. We now only have four people on the men's and women's side for SmackDown. Also, we don't know who is replacing Aaliyah. We don't know who's replacing Sami. Also, mm. Sami was the captain. First of all, I don't... Was he... I feel like he was, like, the self-proclaimed captain. I wouldn't put too much, like... No, I too thought, much weight oh, into like him being the captain some, of this. If anything, King Woods should be the captain of they, this. There of this were show. people that were but, announced as captains, and then there were also self-proclaimed captains. So I, I do not know where Sammy fell. But uh, we don't know who's. Is it going to be Vaughn? Is it going to be somebody else? Like we have for, no if idea. If it's Vaughn Wagner, just throw Survivor Series in the trash because that would be that would make no sense whatsoever. I don't know who they're going to pick as like the replacement for Sammy or. Remisterio. Honestly, I feel like it should be one of the Usos. That's just my opinion. But speaking of the Usos, we had... Well, the Usos are going against RK-Bro, so it can't be one of the Usos. Bring up Baby Uso, then. Who cares? Baby Uso! Bring him up! So we had 
Roman Reigns and King Woods um, one-on-one was announced like throughout the week sometime that they're going to have this match. And Paul Heyman tells Kayla backstage that... Yo, Roman was so rude to Kayla too. Yeah, I don't appreciate any kind of Kayla slander <laughs> or any kind of rudeness towards Kayla. Uh, but Paul Heyman tells Kayla that Roman's going to face King Woods. And if Roman wins, Woods is going to have to bend the knee and acknowledge the tribal chief. Mm-hmm. King Woods wins, Roman will bend the knee and... If he doesn't bend the knee for King Woods, he will relinquish his WWE championship. And in the state of whatever state they're in, that's a legally binding contract, according to Paul Heyman. Hilarious. <laughs> as, if, Heyman. as if contracts in WWE matter at all. Yeah, they don't. But when we do finally get this match, Woods and Roman Reigns, props to King Woods, man. This dude has had one hell of a year. Yeah. Like, main eventing, show after show, he's had WWE championship match against Bobby Lashley in a Hell in a Cell main eventing that show he has this match against roman reigns as the main event of smackdown he's king of the ring he's just he's killing it on all cylinders this is a long match king woods gets a lot of offense in and is about to pin roman reigns yeah he is when the usos interfere they were like under the ring i think and they they, just pop up out of nowhere they pull woods out as is just the recipe for pretty much every roman reigns match for Mm -hmm. like the last six months and they just they proceeded to just beat the shit out of King Woods. Roman Reigns does bend the knee. Yeah, because technically, since the Usos beat the shit out of Woods, there was Woods a won. DQ. Yeah. When Woods wins this match by disqualification, Roman kneels down. And then the Usos put the crown on Roman's head and now Roman's the king. They start no. bowing down they to just, Roman. Like, yeah, they just they take the crown and they put it on Roman's head, and then that's how we end SmackDown. But even like WWE social media is posting, "This is the new king. He's the yeah, like no, not, this no, is works. his kingdom. This is not how this works." I'm confused. I hate this. Give him his crown back. Bend your knee to King Woods and keep on keeping on. The fact that we haven't had any kind of build towards Biggie and Roman Reigns. Crazy. When Roman Reigns has systematically destroyed Kofi Kingston mm-hmm. and now Xavier Woods, mm-hmm. if we don't get Big E on SmackDown this coming week to yeah. absolutely dominate Roman Reigns' life, mm-hmm. I don't know what we're doing with this whole Survivor Series thing. Yeah. Like, Big E needs to come out and just absolutely maim Roman Reigns. Because the last time they were together, like, going at it on the mic, like, Big E does make it a point, like, you will not disrespect the king. You mm-hmm. will not disrespect Kofi Mania. Like, he makes it a point to say those things, but he is 100% going to swing behind it. And he is going to... I can't wait to see that match. I, mean, I do I've not been, think Big E is going to win because it's Roman Reigns. Oh, yeah. But I, it's going to be a hard-hitting match. I think if you're going to have Roman Reigns lose, this is the perfect time to do it. Because the title's not going to be on the line. It would be a huge win for Big E. It would be a huge, like just put like fire under the ass of Roman Reigns of like, I can't believe I lost this. Blame Paul Heyman again. Right. Blame the Usos. Blame everybody. I would prefer, again, if it was New Day as a whole group versus the Bloodline as a whole group. It doesn't seem like that's what we're doing. But, I mean, there's still a week left of build to this, so we'll see how we go. Um, but we also had a, a big, just random sighting right, on SmackDown, because Charlotte Flair is going to come out, and, you know, she's basically just talking about how she's she's the best. She can be any of these women that step between the ropes, just typical Queen Charlotte shit, and 
trying to get everybody behind Becky. Uh oh. Yeah, no, it was Hate that it. whole thing was. The, I'll Hate tell you it. what, the crowd got super into it. Well, we've said this before. The crowd will chant for anything. Yes. If we were in that crowd, I probably would have been chanting too because it's fun. You're part of it, whatever. But I love Becky, so I'm not. I don't believe what Charlotte was saying here. Yeah, but I mean, as soon as Be- as Charlotte says, "I can be any of the women that step between these ropes," out comes Tony Storm. Finally, welcome back, welcome back, Tony Storm. It's been too long, and first of all, I mean. Candidate to replace Aaliyah, mm-hmm. Tony Storm. Tony Storm comes out, nails her promo. Yeah, she does. Tells Charlotte that she wants to face Charlotte one-on-one. She wants to challenge for the WWE Women's Championship of SmackDown. And Charlotte says no and yep. leaves. And says, then that was it. Absolutely not. That was it. And I like that we are the same way that Raw is doing. Build up somebody new. Get them some time. There's no reason why Tony Storm has not been used for the last however many months. But... You know, there there is a star potential in Tony Storm that we've talked about. We both liked Tony Storm a ton. Yeah, from the jump, she has a ton of experience. She's still very young, mm-hmm. and I think Charlotte can. Charlotte is an amazing wrestler. Yeah, and she's she Charlotte make, Flair. She we can can't make, say she's not good. Yeah, she can make anybody look amazing, except for Nia Jax. That was a whole yeah. ordeal. But I think Charlotte and Tony Storm can put on an absolute show. Yeah. Just like me, look at how Charlotte went against Shotzi last week. Right. Shotzi looked amazing. And I think this is a great way to get Tony some some time. And, I mean, we also had Sh- Shinsuke and Rick Boogs versus the Los Lotharios. Mm-hmm. That's fine. Whatever, Los Lotharios wins. And then the weirdest moment, I think, of my life this year <laughs> took place. Because... I don't even know how to explain this, guys. I feel like I had a fever dream because Hit Row is backstage. They're doing their their spiel. They're rapping. And then Jinder is here. Mm-hmm. Jinder and Shanky. Jinder and Shanky. Uh, and Jinder tells Slim Shanky mm-hmm. to spit some bars. And mm-hmm. Slim Shanky starts rapping, I assume not in English because I couldn't make out a damn word he said. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then they st- both start rap, like dancing Jinder's rapping. None of it rhymes at all. They start doing like some like some weird dance moves, and then Jinder calls Hit Row cringe row. Like honestly, it was so weird because this is the cringiest thing I've ever seen in my life. I legitimately thought I was hallucinating. Yeah, you literally I, looked at me at one point. You're like, "Are you? Am I hallucinating? Are you seeing this? <laughs> like, what kind of? Because because there's no sane person that would come up with no. this unless they were also hallucinating. So I don't know the drug laws of whatever state that they were in when they did this show. Stop it. But my, I just like. Uh, it was it was really something, and I'll tell you what I actually enjoyed Shanky's part a little bit. I felt like Shanky. Yeah, has you a literally kept saying he's feeling himself. He's got charisma. I yeah, like this. Yeah, like, like he had more charisma than Jinder did. I hated the whole thing, but I just wanted to touch on that a little bit. We do have Survivor Series coming up on Sunday, November twenty first. We have most of the teams announced except for the SmackDown side is in I'm flux. I'm so annoyed. Like, why did we announce on Twitter? The randomly selected people, if we were just going to change it on Raw and SmackDown, and now we went from having full teams to not having full teams. Like For the men on the Raw side, we have Seth Rollins. He is the captain. That was announced by Adam Pearce. Finn Balor, Kevin Owens, Rey Mysterio, and now Bobby Lashley in place of Dominic Mysterio. For SmackDown, we have Drew McIntyre, Jeff Hardy, King Woods, Happy Corbin, and replacement for Sami Zayn. 
on the women's raw side, we have Bel- Bianca Belair as the captain, Rhea Ripley, Liv Morgan, Carmella, Zelina Vega. Cool. On the SmackDown side, we have Sasha Banks as captain, Shayna Baszler, Shotzi, Natalia, and replacement for Aaliyah. We also have Charlotte as the SmackDown Women's Champion going head-to-head against Becky Lynch, your Raw Women's Champion. Roman Reigns will take on Big E, and the Usos will take on Team RK Bro. So we have a good amount of matches announced. Yeah. We have some things that are still a little bit, you know, we don't know what's going on in terms of, like, the teams. I'm sure they have to add more matches because that's basically five matches. I don't feel like that's enough. Um, but we will keep you guys posted on how that's going. We will have a bonus episode next week as well to cover Survivor Series. And speaking of bonus episodes, we are going to have one up immediately following this one for all AEW stuff, including their pay-per-view that just happened this past weekend, Full Gear. So make sure to follow us everywhere at HeBookSheBook and to like, review, subscribe, and just give us a listen every Monday wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening, guys.